Come on, come on! Fancy Football Fortress Podcast! I'm me, Sam Graham, and my co-host, Al Kerman. How you doing today, buddy? And me! Oh, you know, I'm honestly stressed lately. Dude, you want to hear something really sad I actually didn't tell you when we were setting up? Because I kind of wanted to save it for this. So... I I am in I joined oh, this keeper league uh this year, but it is the league itself has been going on for probably twenty five years now. So super old school from the nineties style. And they do fob. But they do not allow pickups Sunday morning. So I had Russell Wilson, who got ruled out. And was planning on just doing a free pickup of Justin Fields Sunday morning or Monday, but their last of uh, waiver what free uh, fob like bidding is Saturday night, and then it doesn't go again till Wednesday. So I lost by eighty points, Sunday, huh? so it did not matter. <laughs> 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 Uh, that's a I, lost, I guess. And I lost Mike Williams yeah, and Brees Hall, so doing great. Lost Russell Wilson, Brees Same. Hall, and Mike Williams Same. last game. Oh, and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown went out first quarter to a concussion. So, like, half my starting lineup wasn't playing within 20 minutes. Well, at least it was at least it was. Yeah, right. Where it's not like I lost by three Sunday. points and had zero quarterback. <laughs> Right, right. Oh, yeah. That Brees Hall injury has me stressed. Why? Why does the world we're need to take Brees Hall much. away from us? Classic, classic things uh, about rookie running backs. So many awesome rookie running backs have just lost their career to this exact injury. I was talking to you about this the other day, but God, man, J.K. Yeah. Dobbins and what could have been. He goes on IR again. <sighs> I mean, congratulations to all you Gus Edwards owners out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gifted one, that's for sure. Yeah. The injuries were brutal this week. It definitely, it definitely brought me down from like – Normally, I end the football day. I'm like, yes, football was awesome. I'm so satisfied. This week, I was like, I'm sad. (laughs) Everyone feels like they just got punched in the gut. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, shit. Yeah. The sad thing is, is and it's usually right around, you know, this week is actually later than it typically is. You know what I mean? But this is the week that yep. shuffles up the whole league. This is when you start getting trades, get trades start getting made. Um, especially some of the earlier guys that you didn't get to see, like DeAndre Swift at the beginning of the season. Um uh you know, uh Jonathan Taylor's coming sort of dealing with an injury ish. You know. We're right, he's coming back too. And he's it's just back. like yeah. all of these players. Well, he came back last week, didn't he? But like you know what I mean. But like so everything is changes. People's outlook on their players change for at that halfway point in the season. And this is where so right now actually Herman and I are kind of on a difference between uh, Josh Jacobs. Um, he's reading a lot and seeing a lot of experts are saying now is the time to move Josh Jacobs because he's at his highest value he's going to have. Well, my point of it is Josh Jacobs is someone's second running back right now, and they probably have a third, and you can probably go scoop up Josh Jacobs for a decent price while he's still being productive and his stat line doesn't start, you know. Right now, his name is still tainted from the last couple of years. That's the tricky part is finding people that get stuck on names, you know. I... Think so. I'm. I do think he's a. I think his value's really. He's had 30 points in the last three weeks. Each week, like he has been everything you want out yeah. of any fantasy running back ever. Right. Um. He. I bought him two weeks ago. I think, I think we kind of talked about of going and getting him a I few thought, weeks ago. I think too. And this is why we did. 
I think we did because I because I was considering it and I didn't on a contender team. I moved to 2023 late round first to get Josh Jacobs on my team because you know I think he might be a league winner too. You know some of what I was seeing on uh, fantasy experts where they're like they have a tough schedule down the road, but you know I think it's gonna be shootouts. Like I think you know you're going up against the Chargers twice. I, I honestly don't know if the I think the Ra- the Ra- uh, the Raiders have played the Chiefs once, but I honestly am not sure. But anyways, your division is the Denver Broncos, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. All of those have a potential to be a really good game and competitive, and they're winning with Josh Jacobs. So, But I totally see the flip side of the argument in saying Josh Jacobs has never been this fantasy running back through his career. And, you know, in another league where I absolutely am not contending, I'm, I'm actively trying to sell him because he's 24 years old. He's coming up on a second contract. The Raiders could easily move on from him next year, and he could go to a really bad team. He, he could have a great situation, but there's risk associated with it, and he's going to be entering 25 years old. It, it's not typically a good look when a running back at 25 years old is going to a different team. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's just a lot of risk associated with keeping him as well. Um, so- and his value is so high. Do you, do you think he sustains throughout the season? Let me just put it like that. I mean, at the end of the day – you're, you'd be better off holding him even in Dynasty if you think, you think he's going to have the rest. If you yeah. think he's right continue. now, he has the highest points per game among uh, all running backs. Um, you know. He, he, where you this got is, him in draft, this, is ex- like, this just makes such and an this argument. This is what we were saying why he was such a steal because we knew he had this kind of production in him. Whether or not sustainable, right yep. now he's number one in points per game uh, in total fantasy points. He is sitting at number four. I believe he finishes in the top 10. I don't think he's falling out of that top 10. And, you know, I wouldn't say it's out of the world for him to stay in that top five area. You know, he's played they've he's played all of his divisional opponents once. Um it was 19 to 24 against Los Angeles week 1, which was a little bit of a low-scoring game. But then the other games were 32-23 and 29-30. There's a lot of touchdowns and scoring going on in those other divisional games. So we'll see a lot of that. So that's three more games where we can expect some uh traffic from Josh Jacobs and me see I don't think we've we calculated the impact Devontae Adams has on this team correctly when we were looking at them preseason. Because Josh Jacobs, A, has never had an offensive line. B, has never had a legitimate receiving threat. Never do would. not use Hunter Renfro as an argument. Um, Devontae Adams is such a massive upgrade that the defense has to respect I just, it, it looks like the running lanes are just fucking bigger. I mean, like, he's, and he's always been good. You know, I don't think he's really, like, changed. I mean, he looks amazing, but frankly, he's always looked amazing. He's just never really been the kind of guy to go off for 150 yards and two touchdowns regularly. Um, but can you equate that to the lack of other offensive pieces on from previous years um, on the Raiders? I think, I, mean, I think there's an argument to be made. Just, you know, looking hindsight, how did we miss so dramatically on this? Not that we well, did, but I feel like the here, Here's a really big thing we have to think about. Um, he scored six touchdowns the last two weeks. Six touchdowns the last two weeks. That's not a sustainable – or three weeks. You know what I mean? Two touchdowns a game. So, obviously, not a sustainable rate. Not a so, sustainable we can expect that, expect that to come down a bit. And I would say, honestly, with that, because right now he has the second most touchdowns among running backs – or rushing touchdowns among running backs. Right? Um. No, uh, Chubb uh, I mean, has eight. He has him and Jamal right. Williams the, uh... have six, and they're the second. You know, they're tied for second. So he has a second, and so gotcha. but no, and you but all that just came in the last few weeks, exactly. Out. Or is this a new sign of the offense because it's going into the bye, and we saw it happen again after the bye? Except he got even more touchdowns after the bye week. So. They switched offense. I've watched all these games. They definitely have pivoted their offensive strategy a bit. They lost the first because two they weeks decided of the game, to take it season, off of Derek Carr and put it on the shoulders of Josh Jacobs, which is why I think they ran significantly more well, I, three and it worked. 
and, and they haven't stopped winning. Like yet. he saw one oh, target the strategy. first two weeks, and then uh, since then he's seen his next four games. He's seen five, 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 or a uh, one-one target, and then he's seen six, six, five, four. You know what I mean? So he's seen he saw the uptake in targets for him. His carries went from 10, 19, 13 to 28, 21, 20. So you see that increase in there. I honestly think we're just starting to see the emergence. And looking at these numbers, man, I think we're starting to see the emergence of Josh Jacobs. What's his target? I would go get him. And um, like I said, uh, one one weeks one and two, and then since then been six six five and four. Like that's amazing target volume for a and, back that we all consider and, to be. And we're a seeing an increase in running back, attempts. Right? I, mean, I, I would. I'm going all in on Josh Jacobs. I don't think that this is a phase because we're seeing it through three weeks and we're seeing it after the bye. You know. And it's showing. 38 points for the Raiders. 29 points for the Raiders. 32 so points for the Raiders. The last three weeks. Those are you can. I mean, they're losing. I was wrong earlier. They didn't win straight out. Um, they've been losing some of those games, but yeah, but they're all one. within they're one score. Every one of those I mean, games are in one score, on. so they're in every one. Yep. So we're close. I if people are moving, jo- and Josh if Jacobs people are moving Josh Jacobs right machine. now, I'm gonna say For you sure. can go you go out and get it. Go get it. I would honestly prefer, me personally, would prefer Jonathan yeah. Taylor for jo- over Josh Jacobs rest of season. Oh, John, I would prefer, prefer Josh Jacobs. I prefer Josh Jacobs over Jonathan Taylor. Rest of season. So I agree with yeah. you. Of course I you do. I actually agree with you. The Colts are only. You always agree. Colts with are me. so bad. I don't think. I don't think Josh Jacobs is <laughs> better. That's also not true. <laughs> uh, but I do think. I do think he'll have a better rest of season. Yeah, um, I so think. I think we're, you know, we I made our point. I. I'm almost not going to sell just them because on this team, this rebuilding team. Just, just you because you're four weeks, you might be able to get games. double what you get for him now. Yes. That's if you're not winning in Dynasty yes, League, trade Josh Jacobs. No. You think he's any good next year? I think this is it. I think this is the flash. I think this is, you know what I mean? <laughs> so sell him. This is what in you're this, telling me. Yeah. Don't hang on to him. Something before the bye, yeah. or something before the deadline. Um, running backs uh, that are going to be missing this week yeah. is Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Austin Eckler. Um, those are going to leave uh, quite a few holes in your lineup. So you're going to be looking to fill in. Um, hopefully you listened to us and got Kenneth Walker or Ken Walker before it was too late. Um. Yeah. Yep. Right. Or uh, you went. You went and got our guy Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson from beginning I, of the year. You drafted him in your zero RB yep. draft. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yep. I don't know. What do you think? Uh. Who Who do you, Who are you kind of looking to? Who do you think you can pivot to? In this point in time. So, you know, I think big story. I think the big storyline um, with CMC moving to the Niners obviously created opportunity in Carolina. Uh, if you're looking at a running back. I personally prefer Chuba Hubbard. It is Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman. Both of them actually had really nice games, surprisingly. Don't expect that. Expect it to be one or the other um, or a 50-50 split. I personally, they started the game with Chuba out there, and he got banged up partway through. So I think they've, I think they've already chosen their starter in Chuba Hubbard and are going to give him a little more run than Deontay. But I think both of these guys are probably on maybe not wire. anymore. Um, right. Now I'm going to give my argument um, because not. I'm on the other side of the spectrum, and I think Deontay Foreman is the man, and we should actually set up some sort of bet for this one. Week eight, we put it in the Discord. <laughs> week eight on say. rest of the season, Foreman versus uh, Hubbard. Um, but what I'm going to say is they might have started their second year third round running back because he's a sophomore running back that they spent a third round pick on and we're like buddy we you got we're giving you the opportunity to show us why we did this and then they had Deonta Foreman in by the end of the game I think Deonta Foreman is a greatly talented receiver or a running back um he just was injured for the first five years of his career but if he is healthy and playing, I believe that talent will win out and he will win that job over Hubbard 
like I said, but they're going to give Chuba a chance because they just spent a large amount of draft capital on him. He's a third round, right? Or is he a second? Uh, you know, I honestly but don't remember. Anyway, sure. so I, but Deion Foreman, but, uh, he, yeah, he to me, he's there. just a much more versatile back, but he is made of glass. So I do believe that both of these will, to, uh, players will see volume. I just believe that Foreman will be more productive with his since he is a better football player. Now, are you... Okay, so... He, even, I think he was a fourth-rounder. Right, but still, you know, fourth-round running back. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fine. That's fine. They use draft capital. He's younger. He'll be sustainable. I mean, I yeah. think what they're really going to try to do is see what they have, right? I mean... They need to know if he's good or not, or if they he, they need to keep rotating backs through and try to find so, one that's going to be good. Um, we can be expecting DeAndre Swift to come back this week, correct? Right. He practiced today. Um, so I really think, yes. He, he was honestly supposed to be back last week. Um, I just don't think they're rushing him back. So this is interesting. The Detroit Lions are 1-5 right now. It's the so good. They like, did the same thing they did last year where they've lost by one but score every game. How good would they be if they got a You think they're going to trade DeAndre Swift? If they landed, if they landed a no, 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 no. But why rush him back? What are you competing for? It's the same like CMC argument. Like I feel like CMC was probably healthy to go at, toward the end of the season the last two years, but the Carolina Panthers were playing right. for anything. Why the hell would they rush him back? I, I, I kind of see, am seeing the same signs with Swift that they're like, because again, even when they were, and I almost want to say, like, remember week two when he was banged up and they literally ran him for, they played him, but he touched the ball eight times or something, like ran like no route. Like they're being so conservative um, with him. It makes me think that they're, and again, one in five, you're in position to get a top five pick in one of the best quarterback classes. And guess what? Jared Goff is clearly not the answer to win you big games. And that is going to be a big old question mark that you're going to have to answer come off season. Um, I, I really like their odds to take a conservative with him and get a quarterback next year because this team would be so, so dangerous with a top quarterback prospect. That's really, I think, that and a little bit more of a defense is, is the only pieces you know, they Jared, Jared Goff really, is really functional, good. but he's not explosive. Exactly. No, and you know he can't win you games. I mean, you know we kind of saw like a poor it last man's week. Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah, he just he's he, he's just not gonna do it. I mean, he's not the guy that's gonna. If you go down twenty one, he's not the guy that's gonna go out there right. and close that lead, right? Um, he's a good process quarterback, but I think that's about it. And he can get the job done, but you gotta have excellent pieces in around him. Um, that being said. Kind of off topic from DeAndre Swift, but I thought that was interesting. Well, looking at the are, records today, are you? Into, um, I think he'll be good this week. My guess is, right. my guess is he goes with Stafford. I would I be careful like Swift and CMC this right. week. Uh, Shanahan, oh, oh Swift, yeah, I'd be careful. No, I was saying so Swift. That being that being Swift said, be um, a lot of teams have had a lot of people Probably will have, have Jamal, uh, Williams on their roster, and they might be relying on him to replace their Austin Eckler, their. You know, Christian. Let's say Christian McCaffrey in case he gets benched last minute, um, or their uh, what's the name, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Would you be Would you be willing to start Jamal Williams this week? I, for sure. Yep, I would be. Um, you know, I like the matchup against Miami. Uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of points in this one. Um, Amon Ra back, Swift is back. I think it kind of takes attention away from Jamal Williams. Um, and frankly, him and Jamal, Jamal coming off, or uh, uh, DeAndre Swift coming off injury, like I said, I think he'll be limited snaps. Jamal Williams is going to get the grinder back role. Uh, again, I think you can yeah, expect honestly, points from well, him. I think I think he'll get in the end zone. What, about, that way. what about Craig? Do you think uh, Craig Reynolds is probably going to fall off the earth then, huh? Yeah, Craig, and, Craig Reynolds, right. I think, took the DeAndre Swift role, so to speak. Yeah. You know, like a very mini version of that. Because they weren't running Jamal's Jamal uh, last four rounds either. Um, so I think DeAndre last Swift four eliminates. Weeks, Williams eliminates has seen 2019, 15, 15 carries. And then um, he hasn't seen more than three targets all season. So that makes sense. That makes sense. 
Yeah, I mean he's yeah. he's been serving about the same. Yeah, his, was, uh, yeah, with that's true. Young, he just got more touches. Because again, week two, DeAndre Swift was on like a a ten touch. Like okay. he was only touching the ball ten times because he was injured. Like he's pretty much been. So are you going to be interested in starting? Would you start any of the Washington running backs over uh, Jamal Williams? You know, I think I would. Gibson has gotten go thirty-five um, in the, over the last two weeks. Let me do that quick math. Ninety-four, so like forty-seven rushing yards per game, averaging. Only got five attempts against Chicago, ten against uh, Green Bay. He's seen consistently four targets uh, last three weeks. Um, you know, last week it was so much obvious, so obvious that he was okay. better than. They, the depth chart technically uh, does have Robinson like as their number one. Oh, no, I, and I get it, and I get it. But I just think yeah. Antonio Gibson has the juice. Like, when the man touches I mean, the ball, he just looks better than Robin, anybody else. Like, I don't know how else to put it. I don't feel the same way in my balls when I see Robinson. Robinson is averaging you know? only, like, three yards a carry, under four yards a carry, while... Oh, what's his name? Gibson is averaging seven and five point nine the last two weeks. So, there you go. Which the man just got no, shot. No, no, no. So like, I don't blame him. I like by no, no means am I out on Brian Robinson yet. I think we need to see a lot more. But at the same time, the staff can't actually right. think that Brian Robinson is better than Antonio Gibson. Ron Rivera has been around football long enough to know what right. he sees on the field. I would think that. So, anyways, against the Indianapolis Colts' shitty defense, I think Antonio Gibson could break a long one. So you would go Gibson over Jamal Williams? If Swift is active, yes. If Swift is not active, no. If they say say Swift is active but in a limited capacity, how does that change your opinion? I'm still going to go Antonio Gibson, I think. I think he's going to be in a limited capacity. Can we both agree you'll be starting Damian Pierce over Antonio Gibson? All right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty much going to lean any back that's getting a couple This one I actually think we're going to have a lot of fun with. I kind of wish I had seen it earlier. I kind of want to see where their power rankings are before I get too far into this. But I got one at uh, running back 14. And one running back 11 in Fantasy Pro's uh, rankings. And here, I'm points per game. I have him at running back 16 for 14.4 points a game and running back 13 for 16.3 points a game. But one of these players just had a huge roster change and their pickup's about to be a lot more. It's Damian Pierce and Travis Etienne. If you had to, st- could only start one of those got two this week. You going Travis Etienne or Damian Pierce? Damian Pierce in his last three games has had 14 touches for 131 yards, 26 touches for 99 yards, and 20 touches for 92, scoring in three of his last four. And just for fun, the game before all that, he had 20 touches for 80 yards. So his touches are increasing. Um, in his last three weeks, so the first three weeks he, games, he went one target, one target, two targets. His last three games, he's gotten six targets, five targets, four targets. So we're so. This is this is a testament to not overreact yep. to week one as well. I just want to point that lesson out. Remember, Burkhead got nearly yep. all the touches, and Damian Pierce wasn't on the field. That was yep. week one, and people were, like, dropping his ass. That clearly changed. Just lesson for everybody. Right. Been doing this year. Now, year. <laughs> Travis Etienne has really picked up his production Um, dub, uh, in the last three weeks, finishing with 10 touches for 71 yards, 10 carries for 86 yards, 14 carries for 114 <clears throat> yards, and, you know, going 5-2-5 five, five in his targets. Um, he's only scored one touchdown so far this season, and that was just last week. Uh, which of now, but now he doesn't have James Robinson hanging around. You know, so where are we thinking? Yep. If you had to only start one this week, do you think Travis Etienne is a three-down back, take it, take all the workload kind of back, 
and that his impress and like his increase 100%. in you know are we gonna start seeing him see 20 carries and seven targets a game is that what the kind of volume we should expect from ETN I'm, from here on out absolutely For sure. ETN is gonna win leagues All right. 100% this volume this week, is permanent um he was last week, even when James Robinson on the roster, James Robinson didn't get a touch. It was all ATN. For sure. Yeah, now we get Jacksonville, Jacksonville against Denver. And I'm just going to look and see where Denver is sitting on the board right now. Defense for is sure. decent, for sure. You know, they've only Their averaged 16 points per game to so. running backs. And that's not just one running back. That's like all running backs, you know. Yeah, no, they've been they've been a good D for sure. Um, I know God, they've just been so bad offensively that I just think the Jaguars can run a lot because they won't have to score fast. Um, they've only went this week. They have only let one running back over seventy five yards in a game. Guess which running back that is? A oh, rushing yard, seventy five rushing yards. More than 75 rushing yards. Guess what's running back? <laughs> Josh Jacobs. Brees Hall. No, Brees Hall just broke his body. He's at 72, but then he broke his leg, remember? So Brees Hall was about to oh, beat that yeah. guy. Fuck. I, I thought he had beat him. I, I thought he no, beat no, because we were talking about, we were talking about Josh Jacobs. Question more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, so back to your original question. How did uh, the against the lead? running back? Did you read that? Yeah, against the Texans uh, and Damian Pierce. I was going to answer oh, your question. Oh, for sure. The, uh, so Pierce Titans have given up the second fewest points to running back in the league. Titans defense is actually impressive. And then the Den- and Denver is right in the middle of the pack. Yeah. Oh, in the last, th- in the last three weeks. Last I'm three weeks. So in their last two games, the Titans have only given up 11.5 points to running backs. Well, in their last three games, the Broncos have given up 18.4. Why is it the Jaguars always play? Uh, they, yeah, they, I always feel like London um, is that's like the Jaguars. Because they need the point. fan base. <laughs> it's, like something, it's like something their oh, right. uh, organization vies for. Just like how it's kind of like how uh, okay. Detroit and Dallas will always play on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? It's always mm-hmm. going to be Jackson. It's always going to be Jacksonville. Always it's always going to be those teams on Thanksgiving. Got it. Got it. Got it. No, that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I just I, – I like ETN. I think he's matchup proof. I think his receiving abilities are phenomenal. I think even if they stuff him run-wise, it won't be bad. Like, I think he's going to do just fine. Coming off moving James Robinson – Everyone knows he's going to get the work. He knows he's going to get the work now. This is a big morale boost, I'm sure, for him, knowing the organization has full confidence in him to carry this job forward. Um, I, I think I'd go ETN. Would you go, Pierce? I don't know, man. I'm just like, kind of looking like last week, they let Brees Hall run for 72 yards on four goddamn carries, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And that team, like, just do, like, more, like, um, their vibes are shit right now. Like, they, they are, like, they're deprived. Like, if they go down early in this game, they will get stopped by the Jaguars yeah. in the morning in London, and it will right. be, it will be embarrassing. And this team will just lose its confidence. The defense will yeah. lose its confidence due to its lack of offense. You convinced me. I think I have to go ETN. I just think he has the higher ceiling. I would say Pierce probably has the better. Well, no, I say their floor is about. I would say their floor is about the same. Uh, I just think so. um, <laughs> they're both getting. All I think ETN just has more touchdown points. Which I guess he's only had one, but now he's not competing yeah. with James Robinson. I think ETN is the juice to rip one on this. Similar to what Brees Hall did last yeah. week, I think ETN has similar ability to do. ETN's elusive ability is incredible. All right. He truthfully reminds me of a, like a young, and I know this is a statement, but like a young Christian McCaffrey almost. Just the way he plays, his stature, the elusiveness and 
like the mix of elusiveness and power he uses to run is so unique. Um, I, I've just been very impressed with what I've seen out of him. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, right, I, mean, I don't know what right? else we do talk about running backs. I mean, we didn't talk about that many, but, you know. We talked about the important yeah, ones. We yeah. talked about what we wanted to talk and about. Who, if you wanted us to um, talk about a specific... Oh, hey, would right, you start Gus Edwards over either of those guys? Oh, he'll have already played no. by the time you listen to this, so never mind. What about, yeah, I probably would. Uh, I'll probably start both of them. You're definitely starting both of them over Najee. All right. Uh, Gus Edwards did only get. Yeah. Oh, you're not gonna listen to that. We'll move All on. Right. What? Um, quarterbacks. I think we have some interesting quarterbacks. If you're in a pinch, Sam Ellinger, Matt Ryan got injured. If bench, too bad they can't name ba- um, Bailey Zappi the starter. Otherwise, I'd say go pick him up. I think you still should throw a flyer on him if you're in a super flex team. Obviously, I have him stashed. If you got the spot, weeks. go he get him. But you know, what I mean, you just uh, don't know if it's a dynasty. If it's a dynasty, go. Grab he's him. good. Yeah, him and uh, he got Mac Jones got benched last week. For those who don't know, um, call benched, call it injured. It was just it was a weird quarterback week. Um, and then him and Bailey split reps, which is so concerning moving forward because I don't think you can play Mac right. or Bailey now. Um, you're just not like you want quarterbacks um, playing half so a game. So get this: the Falcons have given up the most points to, per game to quarterbacks over the last three weeks. PJ Walker. That doesn't surprise me. In a super flex, you think he's worth a start? Oh, so. I am starting him in a super flex because I have Pat Mahomes on a bye. I'm a, I almost I went and picked him up in starting. our contract so, league, too. I'm he was going to be my situation. second was going to get him, too. I have zero faith in DJ Walker to be good, to be honest. I like. I think he's a fine game manager. He's never going to put you up good fantasy stats, though, even in a good matchup. I mean, what do you expect? Best case scenario, you expect him? 20 points. I mean, for a super flex, so for a super flex, that might I be mean, all you're looking for, you know? For this week, for sure. Okay, so let's play this game. Would you start him over, regardless of who goes on uh, the Saints? It is Andy Dalton, and you're, you're Andy Dalton I would start Andy Dalton over PJ Walker. And I think that's. Oh, no, I, I just read that. I just read before week. we hopped on that it's going to be Dalton. I just read it before. Oh, is it? I, Oh, they switched then. The beginning of the week, yeah, I thought it was going to be Keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that. So we know even less. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so regardless of who starts, I mean, I think it's probably a similar outcome, right? I feel as confident starting Andy Dalton at this point as I do Jameis. Yeah, this is what I'm saying right here from two hours ago. Says he'll make his start. Andy Dalton is nice. going to start against, yeah. That's more so, you know, the mind. Um, no, but I would I definitely start yesterday. Andy Dalton against PJ Walker, and I think that's the only point you needed to make for me to move on. <laughs> what about Tyler Heineke? All right, great. <laughs> oh, man, that is disgusting. Did you know it's going to be Tyler Heineke against Sam Ellinger this, uh, this week? <laughs> Game of the that, week, baby. <laughs> Oh God! Um, it's probably gonna be you know, like a college football sure, like, game. Who are you starting? Are you starting him over? You starting him over PJ? I'd Walker? probably start. He- I'd probably start Heineke over, you him over uh, Andy Dalton? PJ Walker. Andy Dalton. Nah, Chris Olave is doing too good. Yeah. All right. Andy. All right. All right. Let's I know, find out what quarterback we want. What's where's our start? Where's our so line of, of uh, Andy Dalton? Would you play? <laughs> <laughs> Our Andy Dalton line. Uh, Sam Ellinger, would you play him over Andy Dalton? Against the Washington? I just looked at that. They're not doing – they're not too bad against. With Trent Williams, I'm going to so stick bad. with uh, – I'm going to stick with Andy Dalton. Marcus yeah. Mariota. Andy Dalton's a beast. <laughs> he, put up 30, mm. he put up 30 points last Marcus Mariota against quarterbacks. Or against Carolina. Mar- Oh, Mariota over Dalton. Mariota. You got me there. All right. All right, all right, all right. I go Mariota over Dalton. 
Do you know that in their la- over their last three the games that Mariota has scored more points than Lamar Jackson? I did. <laughs> yeah, I heard Mariota's like scored like the like a, like yeah. a top ten quarterback this year. In the last three <laughs> like, weeks, he's uh, number in eleven in most points. He's yeah, he's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, he just runs. That's Certainly. all he can do. He does QB sneaks can do. the goal line. I mean, <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all he can do. Um, would you start Danny Dimes over all of them? Did he just like, have Jones. a good game last week? He's been having a good game. Jesus. The Giants are five and one. Jesus, you're in for a hundred yards plus Five and one. Jesus Christ, you run eleven rushes for hundred seven yards. Yeah, it's start Danny. Yeah, Danny, you know, yards. Yeah. Danny Dimes is low-key coming into this, uh, like, top-10 yeah, quarterback right. rank. Uh, let's start Danny Dimes over Andy Dalton. Let's start Danny Dimes over Andy Dalton. Oh, over G... Oh, but on the That's other side of the ball, so over Geno Smith. Would you start... That's a good one, too. Seattle, yeah, because Seattle and the Giants... Or playing. I'd go Danny Dimes. I'd go Danny Dimes. Seahawks have given up 13 most points per game over the last three weeks. And the Giants. I go Danny Dimes. That Seattle defense is really bad. 21. Oh, wow. They're 12th and 13th in points per game over the last three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'd go Danny Dimes. Um, the Seahawks. Would you go Danny Dimes? Or Gino oh, you Smith know what the or, you know what the uh, biggest part of that? Well, I'm gonna go to, uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, Seahawks in the last three weeks have given up 126 rushing yards to quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. I know it. Oh, we forgot that. That the second the second most in the last Get three weeks. So I'm a I'm gonna sign my note on that one. So throw. Would you go Danny Dimes over Stafford or Rodgers? Let me reposition this. You know, because of the running upside I just saw and how fucking awful the Packers are looking, I'm going to go Daniel Jones over him. And then, yeah. What was you the don't even have to look at the matchups because Green Bay plays yeah, the Bills, sta- Rams play the Niners. <laughs> He's like, what, just giving you 17 points a game right now, if even? Uh, yeah. Oh, he's averaging ten. You know, I was he's just like thirty-first. I think you can go right? Daniel he's Jones. He's killing you. Shit, I hate that. I hate that. But yeah, I would too. You know, if he's just rushing like that, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I'd go Daniel Jones mm-hmm. over a lot of players this week. <laughs> That's what I'm noticing. <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm trying to see who I wouldn't right, go against. I'm gonna go see if Lamar. I can find them where they have them in the power rankings. Oh, they have them at ten. Right about. Guess who's right below? Guess who's Dennis. right below? It's too low. Geno Smith. Oh, um, Geno. So, Geno, the man. Because I would play. I would play Murray over him. I play Lamar Jackson over him. I would play Jalen Hurts over him. I would. Those are the top five. Josh Allen Those over him, are the top five receivers. <laughs> the top five. They have Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They have Tua actually, which I actually would play Tua. I would play and Tua. Then Tua. Yep, yep. And then Tua. Um, I would too. I'd then they have too, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady. Dak Prescott. I'm a little iffy on. Um, nope. Nope. I'm not playing Dak Prescott. Kirk Cousins, I'm, def- I'm not playing Tom Brady over him. I think against Arizona, that's going to be a shootout. Um, I would play Kirk Cousins over Daniel Jones. Um, Give me Danny Dimes. I might have to change Dimes. up our DFS lineup after looking at this, though. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. You can pair him with Wandale. Wandale's been really good. I know they aren't to receivers uh, yet. Well, we, we, we can't. Move, yeah, we moved that. Hold on. I just want, yeah, let's move the receivers because Kyler Murray has a brand new receiving card than he did three, four weeks ago. Four weeks ago, he had A.J. Green, Hollywood Brown, Greg Dorch. Now he's got DeAndre Hopkins, Rod, Robbie Anderson, <laughs> and Rod Delmore. So, <laughs> so I did not realize that. Kyler Murray's uh, <laughs> the, the only receiver people. that Kyler Murray is going to have. 
love that he had at the beginning of the year is going to be Zach Ertz. <laughs> um, that has to be yeah, so like, rare. So uh, I would kind of all in on Zach Ertz. What do we say? What do we say? We're and then this happens. Never mind. Oh no! No, oh now he's well, he was, is going to be a beast. He's well, already, he was like, supposed to be uh, going against goddamn uh, uh, Hollywood Brown for second in targets, not Robbie fucking Anderson. You know, like that's the big difference. Zagers <laughs> yeah. is better, and Murray just looks his way. I mean, it's just it. I honestly think Ertz yeah. is still, like, good. You see Travis Kelsey playing into his late, like, mid-30s? Yeah. Oh, you know, he's will do the same, is just, I like, think. tier two, well, I, Kelsey's, like, or tier three, well, third. Kelsey. Huh, he's third in That's all you need rankings. To know. Third. Um, do you <laughs> have any interest it. in Robbie Anderson now that he's with Kyler Murray? Not if if you have him on your roster, if you see it, so if you see him on the waiver, are you picking him up for no what? No, not using priority. No. If you have him, no. are you dropping him? No. Uh, I'm waiting to see approach. I mean, if there's someone that's contributing immediately, like yes, like what's the rough, uh, uh, What's the upside with Robbie Anderson? I don't really think it's there. Uh, I think so. You know, I think he. I think well, he was going to be con- uh, taking the. B look the second looks on deep routes, like like. No, for sure. I just what I'm more saying is I don't think Robbie Anderson has really ever been good. Like he's never been the type of player that's gonna be like just alpha. He's always been a pretty beta receiver. I mean, like I just that's what I mean when the upsides out there. Like yes, I'm sure he'll have a game where he goes for an 80 yard touchdown this year. (laughs) Try to fucking guess when that is. You're right. Um, You're right. I was totally like, like so until I see like, something. He might bust off a seventy-five yard touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which he might. Well, he might. I just can't happen. call that shot. Um. I need to see targets. I need to see Kyle Murray looking his way. Until that happens, I'm not comfortable playing him. If you can drop him for somebody that what is do you seeing think targets. About, do uh, um, Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs only being a half point difference between the two of them in the la- their last two games. One is 46, one is 45.5. Wasn't that because Gabe Davis had like an explosion? Yeah, he always does. That's what he I does. I think you need to look farther no, that's back. That's what he does. Two weeks. He but got you 171 two yards weeks. two weeks ago. He got 74 yards. Uh, last week, this uh, two before their bye, he got 88 yards week one. He only had two meager weeks in between. Okay. You know, Stefan did. That's better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Never mind. Not going to make that. Not going not gonna to make that comparison. Cooking, but man. last two weeks, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I think that's an in. To your point, though, and to the point I was trying to make, I think that's not yeah. far enough apart. Um, are you going to. Honestly, it's almost like you could start both of them, though, if they're on your team. Oh, you would? You could yeah. start Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, yeah. and Gabe Davis. I, I, and yeah. be all right. Especially against Green Bay. Yes, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. Although Green Bay plays, plays at a really yeah. slow pace. That's the only disappointing thing. So whenever teams are playing Green Bay, just expect their plays to not be as many. And Green Bay is a nightmare. Probably still win the division. Oh, this is interesting, though. Uh, Fancy football, Fancy Pros has Gabe Davis projected, uh, ranked just above Chris Olave, both with an A minus, like, matchup. Yeah, I mean, I probably fine. would go Olave too, just because I believe he will see the highest targets. So actually, I wrote here's the thing is, is because Gabe Davis doesn't get targets, his floor can kill you. He has the highest yards per catch in the league. He has There's the highest no yards per catch in the league, and the Green Bay secondary uh, has allowed seventy four percent of of their targets to be caught. Yeah. That's the stat I got to pull. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
I just, he's so boomer bust. Like this all goes to who are you playing this week? Like if you are playing someone that you is projected to whoop your ass, play Gabe Davis. He has the chance to do you a miracle and win it for you. But if you're, it's a, if it's close match, if it's contending, I'm playing Chris Olave. He's going to, Chris Olave, there's no world in where he doesn't get 10 points. And then his upside is 25-30. I mean, I just, yeah, Would you say Terry McLaurin was pretty good last year? Damn, you no, no, no. Last year. Guess who his quarterback yeah. was? He still is. Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Yeah. So, do you think that this might actually be a blessing in disguise for his production? Would you? For sure. Oh yeah. Would you? Yeah, you were right about Carson Wentz. Sorry about that. (laughs) You were right about Carson Wentz. I will give you that. You were right about Carson Wentz. But, um, would you start Terry McLaurin, Taylor Heineke, over? I'm going to try not to. DJ Moore. So DJ Moore over Terry McLaurin. I'm thinking that too. I think DJ Moore is about to see all the targets he could fucking possibly handle, dude. I'm... yeah, I think they. I think Carolina what, knows they need to keep DJ you, happy. They can't have. What that. I no. What I literally I heard today is there was five players they would not trade. It was a lineman, J.C. Horn, uh, someone else, yep. and what? And then the, the other one was uh, DJ Moore. Is they absolutely refused, and they're like, we're not like yep. he is our pivot. He is our floor. So do you know what this means? If you are in a dynasty league and you are not contending, go get DJ Moore because next year they will tank. He will get a really good quarterback. No, I was honestly thinking about reaching out to Otterness uh, about it. It's a good move. It's a good Fuck. move. I'm thinking about well, it damn now it. too. I hate me having to compete with you about this, but. Honestly, so his last four weeks, yeah. he's seen 11 targets, 8 targets, 7 targets, 10 targets. Um, He's 50, you know, two weeks ago against the Rams, which the Rams have been crazy against wide receivers. It doesn't even make sense. They only allowed him seven yards on three receptions. Um, But outside of that, you know, 50, 59, 69, like he was doing all right. 180, averaging and 60 like yards a game. Baker yeah, and it was Baker. Killed him. I, Baker killed him. I mean, first, first game with PJ Walker, he got uh, 10 targets. He catches, gets his most receptions and his highest yards and his second touchdown of the game. I, think, I really like PJ. I think PJ Walker yep. and DJ Moore just have a rhythm. They play well together. You know what I mean? It's nothing explosive, but I think the floor that you get so, at DJ Moore, I honestly think his, uh, well, obviously without Robbie Anderson, his volume very much just went up, but yes. I think PJ Walker is a game managing process quarterback. DJ that's Moore exactly like, what DJ Moore needs. Like, DJ Moore is so goddamn good that he's fucking open like every play. T- they just need someone to get him the ball. Baker was like this YOLO, not accurate, like make shit happen kind of guy. Just like Teddy Bridgewater, bro. That's you know what I mean? That's when we fell in love with DJ Moore is when he had Teddy Bridgewater yep. thrown to him. Yeah. So process quarterback because You know what I mean? If you're in need because Mike Williams just went down. Fucking go try to get DJ Moore. Maybe try to trade Mike Williams for DJ Moore. Because if someone will take someone that's going to be out for four weeks, which we both know it's not going to be four weeks, but they announced it as four weeks. You know, a lot of this game is knowing, can read, reading between the lines and taking advantage of people that can't read between the lines. <laughs> you know, but like, 100%. shit. And look at PJ Walker will probably oh, be I the quarterback think, yeah. for this. Why would, why would that change? If it, he did, and he they did it. La- and last year, he last was their week. starter all last year, and he did fine. Yeah, and they look the best they've ever looked, no doubt. So right. I'm, I'm definitely. Well, then let's DJ go find no, out no, why. Um, are you going to be starting DJ Moore over over Alan Lazard? Me too. Are you going to be starting yes. DJ Moore over Tyler? Alan Lazard oh, also might not bad. go. Just something to my better. He is right. banged well, up. Well, then how about? How about uh, um, TJ Moore but... over Tyler Lockett? 
Tyler Lockett's also playing. I will find. Just fine. Let me find um, a not injured I'm going player. To more. Oh, here, here's a guy <laughs> who has seen. This so this dude season. has seen a crazy uptake in volume his last two weeks. Um, he scored touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. He's had his two highest uh, finishes. Um, he just had his highest finish of his whole career, or second highest by one yard of his whole career. And he's getting a new quarterback. His name is Paris Campbell. For the first time, you know, he's gotten 11 targets. He's gotten 12 targets. And he's gotten two touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. He's about to get a new quarterback. And clearly Michael Pittman is not able to carry this load on his own. I actually, I have a differing opinion. I think the reason Paris Campbell did so well is because Matt Ryan can't move in the pocket and their offensive line is hot garbage. And so Matt Ryan was trying to get the ball out as quick as fucking possible. And Paris Campbell's the one running those short routes. Like, I actually think the quarterback change is a really good thing for Michael Pittman because Sam Ellinger is mobile. So he's going to be able to avoid pressure and be able to create some shit. And then he doesn't have the noodle arm that Matt Ryan has been displaying the whole year. So he's going to have some power to be able to take shots downfield. I actually think this is going to be. Yeah, I actually, I'm going to say that I was going to say the same thing. I think it's a trap. I think this is just a small little pop. Um, You know, like I said, new quarterback. We'll see. But. I wouldn't even stash. I would, I would, I would, I'm sorry if you use the waiver priority on it. I think that's going to be really disappointing for you. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's all right. Anyone who's averaging, any wide receiver is averaging, you know, 18 points over the last couple of weeks. Like you right. just got to take a shot and see how they do. I, I'm all in that realm. But, DJ Moore. But yeah, I don't all think right. it's One more. Uh, DJ Moore. Or what was the name I was just looking at? Or Tyler Boyd. A good one is DJ Moore. Or Mike. Or, DJ Moore. Oh, yeah. DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. I think he's too low. Let me uh, I play DJ tell Moore you these guys. a little something about Mr. Tyler Boyd. He's been good. Not only is he being good, but he's on the mo- most pass-happy team in the league right now. Oh. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I was on the other side of it. It's He's a trap play. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Boyd's all, like, Tyler Boyd has. He's only weeks. fourth. There, he's only fourth on his team. On targets. I, got, I was confused. But he's just, he's not better than Jamar Chase. He's not better than T. Higgins. Jamar Chase, and Hayden Hurst has been getting run uh, too. Receiver of the, league, of the week. Oh, I. The, the Bengals are playing so well the last two weeks, and their, their philosophy's changed again. They're going back to that spread YOLO, Joe Burrow, do your fucking thing offense that they were at last year. Um, it's it's funny. They always like restart the year and think like, oh, we're going to ground and pound it. And then it never fucking works. And then they immediately just go, oh, oh Joe that's Burrow, right. figure it out for us. We, and he fucking does. <laughs> he fucking does. I mean, he just gets it too. If you don't double cover Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow goes there every fucking time. Every time, without fail, like just watch the game. If you see a safety over the top of Jamar Chase, he won't go there. If there's one well, man on the he'll get. go there every time. Like if you don't double cover that guy, if you don't double, but it's creating such mismatches in other parts of the field that Joe Burrow's just picking them apart. I mean, it's 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 fun to watch. It, um, it's yeah. So Anyways, I, they've been doing really well. For sure, I got, I I still one, I got a fun little one for you. Amon Ra was uh, limited at practice today because of concussion protocol. Be careful of that. People are being really careful on concussions now. Even if you're cleared to play, they might not play you. Um, so I might have to end, which I can't wait for a game time decision because it's Cortland Sutton at 830 is my replacement. I would gamble on Amon Ra this week, personally. I, so the report that came out was that the it was the spotter who called Aminorov for the concussion and he was wavering or wasn't the most balanced or whatever. It, it, it ended up being negative. He ended up passing concussion protocol that day, but they took it completely seriously. Okay. I have a feeling he'll, the logo this week. If he wasn't originally evaluated with the concussion, I love the safety and precaution that they're taking, but I do think cool. he'll – I would bet that he goes. 
Because I don't think he actually I had needed, a concussion. I think they're just I needed concerns. to know that. Um, it's certainly yeah. Miami receivers. Two is back, so they're all go. I'm sorry I said no. I shouldn't have traded Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill for Rashad Bateman and Cam Akers is really biting me in the ass now. God, I know. That looks so... I totally lost me my league. Whew. Totally lost me my league. Here. If I if I if I had Tyreek Hill right now as my wide receiver, I'd be killing it. I drafted Cam Akers to like twenty five percent of my dynasty league, so I am right there in terms of like at least Rashad Bateman is giving you something. Cam Akers <laughs> is a. Um, dead are you gonna be starting to Mari Cooper or Terry McLaurin? People are relying on Terry McLaurin. They're not, so they need to be able. If they got to pivot, they need to find out who they should pivot to. You doing Terry McMurray Cooper? Do you just Cooper. hate Terry McLaurin. All right, George Pickens yeah, or Terry McLaurin? There we go. Terry no shit. I went so far down the list to find out who should go over that. No, I think he's, he's good. Been bad. I've been right on him this whole year. Yeah. I was out. He's I was out bad. last year. I was done. I did not think he was going to no. be good. He's not even a target leader. Like, it's incompetent quarterback I'm play. Saying, commanders think, are an incompetent think, front office. Ron I think Heineke is changes it around coach. for him, though. It's I not my, good. I think with Heineke, it's worth a shot. Agreed. Um, it's best-case scenario. Heineke is a classic one read, and I'm going to pull it down and try to make something happen with it otherwise. Oh, you son of a bitch. Wait, you're back. Who'd you answer that question? All right, no, no, oh, I just sorry, froze up for a second. All right. Um, um, oh, good, all right. Yeah, I think the Bengals game is going to be a shit. Yeah. I mean, I think the Bengals are going to put up a shit ton of points. So I think the Browns are going to have to match it. I just think the volume's going to be there for... Um, yeah, there's nothing too. really crazy in the rankings that makes me, you know, like I like Jerry Judy, but it's just his offense isn't running, you know, and that's where you get to these points. You got if teams aren't scoring more than so, three scores a game, it's like, oh, what the fuck? Are you starting George Pickens over Deontay Johnson? It's um, really hard to figure no, out. No, um, I would start right Pickens <laughs> if. Um, Pickett is in. We'll start. Uh, and then because Deontay Johnson, um, I just wrote about him. Dude, his drop-off on targets since uh, he saw double-digit targets, I think, all three weeks that Trubisky was in. Or maybe he was averaging like nine and a half. And now he's averaging like six Dude, or less. I think... I think Pickens is that good. Of a I think Pitt, no. Like, I, I think, think, think Johnson is good. I think in I two think two years is Pickens is going to be a second round draft pick in fantasy. You know what I mean? But like, I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think Deontay needs to get like traded. To be well, honest, I, for like, he, but he's on. This is the last year of his uh, contract with them, right? Oh, he did. Resign, resign two year. Yeah. I think he's well, then they might more. trade him this yeah. off season if he's only entering his last year. Maybe, and honestly, yeah. there's a lot of wide receiver needy teams. They may just see it. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers have. I always grab Pittsburgh Steelers receivers because they are wide receiver you with the NFL. Look at their success in being able to groom receivers. Uh, they're really fucking good at it, and they don't miss, and they find a lot of value late in drafts. I can easily see a world where they just churn out these receivers what, and trade uh, like currency. Rumors back in the mill. Claypool no, I was going to say Darius Slay to the Packers. That one's been going for like two Darius years. Darius Slay? No, not Darius Slay. Darius Slayton. I said the wrong oh, name. I said the oh, wrong name. Yeah, the Darius Slayton. Okay. No, I was like, no, the Eagles no, no, are no. not going to trade Darius Slayton for the se- for like the tenth time in two years is rumored to be looking at the pack and that the Giants are taking calls for him. You know, it's funny. The Packers are rumored to like every they don't. receiver, but this is classic Packers. They've been rumored to every receiver I've for the last three heard years. Something in Minnesota sports radio today. From a very credible man who has his ear to the ground, that Aaron Rodgers is tanking 
and causing disruption in the locker room to get Matt Rule fired. He's done with him. Oh, God. That would be such like a rock. Literally, what he said is, what he apparently said on the Pat McAfee show uh, last week, this week was, the, we need these receivers that need to know their routes and know where, where to play. And if they don't, they, their reps need to get cut. I went and talked to my quarterback's coach, and he rated me the highest he's ever rated me in my whole career. Something along those lines. It's just I mean, like, and Jesus. Truthfully, and he's not playing great. He's, like, but like, he's very much like this. And is, it's very obvious. It's not, like, he's very much like, it's not like his stats are bad. He's like, this is like, not The advanced fault. stats are all good. <laughs> no. Oh, it's 100% not his fault. It is the front office failing. I don't know why they thought they could get rid of Devontae Adams and everything would be peachy keen. It's, it wasn't going to work like that. Although then you look over to the Chiefs side of the ball and they got rid of Tyreek Hill and everything's cooking for them. Pat Mahomes could not have better stats. I was going to say, right, we, are, we, are, we are just over an hour. We're there, ready to go. I'm, pr- I'm right. pretty f- tired. This is the DFS. You know, you guys want us to talk about yeah, more same. players, you fucking oh, DMs. Like- Sorry for, um, for the swear words. <laughs> All right, you want to start? Oh, or God, start? I looked at this lineup, and I don't know what I was thinking last night. All right, I'll start. Damn I it. I think I'm going to switch one I'm of these. Going but, with, all right, I have a we'll cheaper quarterback than Daniel Jones. Shit. <laughs> so, I'm going to as my quarterback, 6,200. Really like that matchup against Detroit. Um, yeah, he's awesome. Running backs, I'm going cheap this week. I uh, went with Antonio Gibson at 5,400 against Indy. Again, I just, for a big tournament, I think he's got the juice to really give you a high number. I also went Chuba Hubbard against Atlanta. I just think Atlanta's incompetent. Um, And Chuba Hubbard, I believe, is the starting quarterback there, or starting running back there, excuse me. Um, I am going to try to figure out a way to fit Tony Pollard into this lineup, though. I really like him this week. And I think Zeke is banged up. Um, so I'm going to relook at this lineup and see if I can squeeze him in. I think he's right around 6,000. Um, Tyreek Hill is who I paired with, uh, Tua. Uh, he's 8,500. Uh, you know, we talked about it earlier. Sam's really upset about the trade. He is having a great year. Uh, I then went Chris Olave, 6,000. Uh, New Orleans is playing Vegas. I just think this is, the defenses aren't that great here. Uh, Chris Olave has been awesome. Um, I'm going to keep running with him. Uh, then I went Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Detroit against Miami. Really, this is just a run back against Miami. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I would expect Amon Ross and Tyreek Hill to go uh, and both have good games. And Jalen Waddle, for that matter, too. I just chose Tyreek because I think he's going to do better. Um, then I went tight end Irv Smith Jr. for 3500 against uh, Arizona. Uh, Arizona is the worst in the league guarding tight ends, so I think he'll fall in the end zone. I then went DJ Moore, who we've spoken a lot about, uh, 5,300. Uh, again, I guess it's the best matchup he's going to have, and I finally got going last week. I think he'll keep it up. I also am playing the Panthers for 2,800 uh, against Atlanta. This will probably be what I slashed, though, to get Tony Pollard in, so I'll go basement defense. Um, just pick one of the bottom ones and hope I'm lucky. Uh, sorry, I'm messing with my lineup, and I need to make this. Oh, perfect. I have a great lineup now. <laughs> all right, all right, go for it. All right, all right. So I went Daniel Jones. I don't have a stack on this one once again. Um, I didn't go a stack. I don't know how this te- this team is not pretty, but you know, we'll see what happens. I got I went Daniel Jones fifty seven hundred. <laughs> you know, like I said, we'll see. You know, you have rushing ability that right uh, and like what the Seattle's given up. He could run in two touchdowns easy. Uh, Raheem Mostert against Detroit. Detroit is 30th against the running backs. And Raheem Mostert is the only running back back there. You know, I looked at that. I just couldn't get myself to play. I know. And I actually (laughs) managed to pull both. I had two Dolphins receivers that ended up pulling both of them and putting in Mostert. Um, I went Tony Pollard as my other running back. Uh, I like that play. You know, just... Dude, I think he's going to get... He might even get out-touched Zeke this week. 
Exactly. Uh, Zeke might not go. No, that He's, that's he what has I mean. a bad knee injury. It looks um, like, I mean, like a AJ yeah. Brown against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Baby, I'll take that all day. So I went AJ Brown. Um, second, second worst team against wide receivers, and you know that uh, the Philadelphia can score, and they really don't have running backs. So really, I didn't know all yeah. that. I, how's Jalen? Yeah. Do you like Jalen Hurts this week? Like, I always like Jalen Hurts. All right. I might have to, I might have to screw around. Um, I actually went DJ Moore just because I think the volume's there, and I like what him and PJ Walker did, and you know what I mean? So I'm going to say I'm going to go with DJ Moore just because that team is going to try to make him happy and give him the ball. Um, You know, Chris Olave, potential rookie of the year. You're going to go with him as my uh, third wide receiver. Coming off the bye, this man can always score a touchdown against the get, especially against the team who's thirty first against tight ends. It's going to be Irv Smith Jr. This is going to be my tight end. He's only thirty five hundred, you know, so not too expensive either. Um, on top of that, I'm going to go with my flex of Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, as long as he clears the concussion protocol, I'm going to be super. Uh, oh, that's why I had Jared Goff before, because then I'd have the Amon Ross St. Brown Goff stack. So, anyway, and then uh, I finished off uh, with uh, uh, Washington Commanders defense against Indy because they're going against little baby Sam Elinger, who's never thrown a pass in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. I don't like that you didn't well, stack. So no, no, no. I'm not gonna lie. No, I'm not gonna lie. I did have the stack going. Until because, but then I started moving around because I wanted Daniel Jones. I didn't realize I had the stack, but I can like move in Jared Goff, have an extra five hundred. Let's see what. Yeah, no, Irv Smith is the best value, but you know, and then I can change someone else around. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, well. We yeah, all we always try not sure. to, but we always oh, do. Oh, see, so I can, I can now put which, uh, I can now put Kenneth Walker instead of, of Tony Pollard, which is worth it. Which is worth I'm, I'm it against the Giants matchup. Um, Zeke is in for sure. Yeah, 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 I agree with you there. I'm a little worried about Kenneth Walker's matchup this week. The Giants have been playing really good. I just... I'm a little bit worried, especially if DK Metcalf doesn't go. It's another threat that you're not really accounting for. I just think you can key in on Kenneth Walker. Let's see if there's another... Do I do San Francisco against the Niners and upgrade my defense there? Because I... So I moved. So I moved down. San Francisco, oh, against, San Francisco the against the Rams. Yeah, I think I'm going to. There you go. I like. Yeah, I like that I'm gonna a lot. do that. Right. Picks. So I ended up with Jared Goff, Raheem yep. Moser, Tony Pollard, AJ Brown, DJ Moore, Chris Olave, Irv Smith Jr., Amon Ross, St. Brown, and the 49ers D, and zero dollars left over. All right. And it looks like our internet connection is just starting to sever. So, Herman, I'm going to wish you good day. Thank you all for listening again. Hopefully we can get some listeners to tell your friends so we keep doing this show. All right. (laughs) Thanks for joining. Till next week. Peace.